watching silence. nothing. Hi, we're getting a phone call. Hi, sorry. sorry. It's, that's hey so guys. We're going to have to do an on-phone uh, interview. Uh, I think she left us a message. Sorry, Wendy. Sorry we couldn't answer the phone right now. We're open tomorrow. Yes, we're here. Back. We're here for you specifically tomorrow. I was actually going to take the day off, but it's my mission. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, uh, let's talk about sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> speaking, speaking of our mission. Yeah, sponsors are our mission right now. And Beyond Driven Fitness and Performance. That's a good one. Yeah. That's one of our favorites, right? Uh, Main Street in Leroy, New York, for those of you who don't know. June 2nd, guys, they start their Beyond Driven or their Beyond Boxing, excuse me. That looks absolutely amazing. The room over there looks stellar. That looks like a gym you'd see, like in a big city, you know, like LA, someplace fancy. Uh, Obviously, those of you who are watching are, are live or on Facebook. Um, if you haven't ever checked out Beyond Driven's uh, Facebook page, do yourself a favor and uh, click on the link that Josiah is about to put down there in the comments for you. And uh, just go check Joe's out. Joe's great. He's already the, on it. Yeah, Joe. He's got it, man. He knows what he knows. what's up. He's a pro. Um, so, yeah, Beyond Driven, they have so many different uh, programs that we love to talk about from 24-7 gym access for all members to their Beyond Boxing program, Spin Fit classes, uh, and more. So if you guys uh, are into getting your fitness on, like Tyler is, and you don't have to, do, you don't have to take classes. You can just, you know, yeah, you go can just pick go heavy things and up and hit the gym, put them down again. Twenty four hour access, twenty four right. seven Super access. Cool. Yep, they have a really good app that uh, you can use to get in the door. There, uh, two entrances. I think most importantly, mm-hmm. too, like a lot of places, they have a really good culture over there. From what I've heard, like, yeah, it's just. It's a great place to it's go like and work place. out. Yeah, I very, think that's why we vibe so well. Very cool. Absolutely. Uh, that's also, a vibe. That, that is a vibe. That is a vibe. Yeah. Also, we want to hit uh, API, Arms Preservation Inc., our friends over there in Victor. And they really are our friends. They they're are such good people. They're wonderful friends of ours, Mitch and Jason both, and uh, we love them. So uh, their VCI technology, right, is uh, creating a micro environment there in, in all their bags. Brandon's just staring off of the distance. Vapor corrosion inhibitor. I yeah. Was to think of PCI, sorry. <laughs> it took me a minute. The acronyms, yeah. I got it. Can get but yeah, like you'd it. want to keep all of your, typically like my bulk storage of ammo I take out of the boxes and dump into API bags. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure you can keep them in the boxes, but. I would not recommend that because the boxes are going to hold yeah. Yeah. moisture. I, I think they say that you can. I just, it's like the room. I don't know. It's, it takes up so much more room to have the boxes. Yeah, yeah space-wise so, as yeah, well, yeah. I would, I would prefer to have my ammo loose. Good stuff. Absolutely, stuff. great stuff. Yeah. Tastes great. Um, <laughs> Less filling. We got. We have another sponsor. Uh, our big sponsor for Freedom Weekend. He's in conversation right now. The Rochester Philharmonic Orchestra. Yes. Yes. Hundred. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Uh, Rochester no. Precision Optics. Um, right. Rochester Precision Optics. You know, Rochester does have quite a uh, an industry of defense contractors or just high like high end manufacturing. I mean, there might be other cities that make more stuff. I think we make some of the nicest stuff, some of the some of the coolest, stuff. some of the best, yeah, some of the, the, the highest end, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we have Colin from RPO here. Give him a second to walk over here. All six thousand of you, please give him a round of applause. What's up, dude? How are we doing? We're doing well. Here, stand right next to Pat. Stand right with me, man. Awesome. You want a beer? Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we got beer. Uh, we're slacking. <laughs> Who's drinking beers? Earlier, Tyler threw mine completely on the ground. Look at how dented that is. Yeah, I know. You were concerned about Get whether or not that was going to... Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. 
you're concerned about whether or not that was gonna have some yeah, I was so foam concerned. action. So we got a mic here. We got a mic there. That mic should pick up both of you pretty well. Yeah, I think that'll work. Or if you want to get like, you know how like the singers do it, get real close. Yeah, yeah, that works too. So what's up? Another week down. Yeah. Except it's another week with beautiful weather. So it's tomorrow's Friday. So don't you guys have a cool like Friday? We do. We have a 410 work schedule. Um, So today's technically my Friday. So it's nice. I get to keep all the doctor's appointments and the important personal stuff. you know, on, on one single day, trying yeah. to get everything done. Nice. But but uh, honestly, it's nice to kind of have that flexibility to, you know, again, just when it's when it's Wednesday, you know, it's really our, our Thursday. So it's again, it's, it's a sweet gig. That is it's a sweet gig. That's really nice. And isn't that like becoming more and more popular? There is a push for that. Yeah, there is a push. The It kind of <clears throat> sucks. Industries like ours make it tough, like retail. Yeah, be open seven days a week. Yeah. you know, I can't so sacrifice a Friday. That does uh, that does make it hard. But yeah, for for like the traditional like nine to five type jobs, I think a lot of them are trying to push for that. And I mean, I I would agree with it. I, I would put my schedule like that. I try to, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I think if you can front load a lot of that, that. work. Yeah, how do you get? That is get very down? professionally. <laughs> he's he's way down in the. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's cool. He can stay. He can stay. <laughs> Yes. I'm impressed. You pulled that up. I forgot to even send you a, a file of that. Um, that's that's awesome. why Joe's the best. That is awesome. So, yeah, I mean, it sounds like uh, RPO is a pretty sweet place to work. Yeah, I mean, I I knew there was a lot going on in Rochester from the manufacturing standpoint. I mean, you'd all hear of like the Kodaks and the Xeroxes and stuff like that. Um, but I never really knew anything like RPO existed, especially a lot of the, the work that we do. You never think that's something, you know, that's touching the hands of a lot of important people and a lot of important industries throughout the country, mm-hmm. you know, is you know headquartered here right in Rochester. Not only that, um, the optics industry as a whole is also has a, a strong, a strong stone here in Rochester. So again, I just n- never really knew that. And I've been here my whole life for, for 26 yeah. years. So um, it, it's nice to be exposed to that, that where, level of precision. Where did you graduate high school? I went to Bishop Kearney. Where's that? Uh, that's in Aronicoy. Is it? Cool. Yeah. Sorry. I yeah. Have- that's cool. Yeah. Um, so you're yes. from around quite so you literally Rochester, you're Greece. Yeah. Greece. I, w- I was in Greece for a little bit and, uh, yeah, my, my great grandparents wanted to send me to private Catholic high school. So yeah, I had a bunch of friends that went to Kearney, had a great time and, uh, nice. Yeah. Born and raised here. Good deal. So RPO, um, sorry, Mike, no, go ahead. Mike says we're sick of Henry Ford's work schedule. <laughs> it must be the nine. So for a long time, there was a, a lot of manufacturing companies on that would do the nine eighties where you'd get every other Friday off. Um, and I know there's still a few companies that do that, but a yeah. lot of the places are moving to a 410 work schedule. I think maybe a year ago we had something, uh, you know, the competitive value on that, but yeah. now it's, I know a lot of places are doing it and uh, people are loving it. You guys were Kodak, ahead of the curve. I don't think they still do it, but back in the day, Kodak had their own like calendar yeah. too. Yeah. That was like, there was no, it got rid of like the leap or, or every, every month had exactly four weeks, wherever it was. Like it was a completely, it was like its own thing. No interesting now, but yeah, yeah. I think I, we need to unionize here at the shop. Yeah, and just, <laughs> who, who, who runs the arms <laughs> preservation? Awkward. Uh, it's either Mitch or either one. They're saying hi. They're saying hi. So either way, okay. I'm going to call my lawyer. So we don't disavow. So RPO, obviously, you guys do a lot of like super secret stuff. So run down like all your top secret clients. Like, yeah, sure. So <laughs> we've got <laughs> Joe's like, got no! this one. We got that one. The red button. Yeah, but like you know. In a general sense, because truthfully, though, 
there's a lot of stuff you can't talk about. Yeah, like, yeah. Before the stream, we had a little like pre-production meeting, which we always have before these. Streams. Oh yeah, very we're well super professional. This is a professional <laughs> operation. Well, we were like, yeah, what kind of stuff it. can we? And these are comfy chairs. It's like <laughs> Wonder Woman's chairs. Uh, it, it was a real thing because you guys have legit like government contracts and like you know there, there's stuff that you can't talk about. But in a in a general sense. What kind of stuff do you guys make over there? Yeah, so I, I always like to start off with, you know, we're, we don't do eyeglasses and we don't do contact lenses. I think sure. sometimes I'll, I'm on the phone with a candidate because I do all the recruiting over at RPO. But, um, you know, we do very precise lenses, optical systems, optical components, sub-assemblies, full-blown assemblies. Um, it's no news to anyone. Like you were saying, you go on our website and, you know, you see, you know, Big bold letters, the most trusted name in night vision optics. So, um, you know, those those lenses, those those optical assemblies, the sub-assemblies, you know, they are going to the defense network, mm -hmm. Department of Defense. Mm -hmm. um, but we also do a lot on the commercial side as well. But, you know, again, the, the bread and butter of our business is, is going to be the defense, yeah. the defense contractors and, and what have you. You do aerospace too, right? A, a little bit. And again, you know, it's as I've been learning since I've been at the company since September, you know, I'm still learning the, you know, kind of who we serve and what they do, what this piece does. So, um, yeah, definitely there's some there's some aerospace aspects cool. to it as well. That's but, really cool. uh, you know, again, it, a, a lot of it is for the night vision systems, which is just super cool. That's I mean, really you, cool. you see it in the video games Definitely. and on the movies and TV shows. And again, I always come back to it's so cool that we make stuff here in the Rochester area that serves, you know, the nation on a larger scale. Absolutely. It's just the coolest thing. Yeah, it's it fun, like, browsing Instagram and stuff and seeing some of the night vision companies or people, like, doing night vision yeah. stuff and RPO glass. And it's just, yeah, it's just so right. cool. Exactly. Like, hell yeah. I was going to say, I know, like you said, it's, it's one of those things, some stuff, you know, you can't disclose, but obviously there are some stuff where, you know, on the commercial side, it's like, yeah, we, we make that or, like, for... Uh, we can talk about that kind of yeah, stuff. Right, right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the six hour, we can talk about, you know, they make, yeah, that is... This part, maybe not the entire thing, mm -hmm. right? But like these certain parts, or maybe the entire thing, I don't know, is made like right here mm -hmm. or whatever. And when when you say made here, I mean they're you know they're getting it in the box from China. They take the sticker off, right? And then we put the USA made sticker. Yeah. Some places yeah. do that. What like how in depth? I mean, are you getting? Like, yeah, well, and like you said, you know, again, you, what can you go into? Like, sure, you know. sure. Like you look at a box and it says, you know, you see the USA flag on there and it really it says, you know, designed in the US. Sure. Um, right. You know, at least with our products or, you know, some of the some of the products that are coming out our doors, you know, at least you can say designed and manufactured here in the USA. And that's really been that's a, big, awesome. a big push for us from um, at least the commercial side from the optics standpoint is, you know, we want our customers to, you know, put the and symbol manufactured, mm -hmm. not just designed in, awesome. in the USA. So. <clears throat> big big push on that. Very dedicated U.S. government subcontractor, and again, just commercial market innovator yeah. from the precision optical side. Now, RPO, they're a huge company. What <clears throat> what side of of things do they do here in Rochester? They do like the actual like manufacturing itself, or they more like R and D? Do they do uh, everything to do with all of it here? Yeah. So, I mean, again, that's what's so great about us. Um, you know, we're vertically integrated manufacturing facility of all things precision optical products. You know, we can do everything from you know, full scale design to prototyping into full rate production. Wow, um, we do a lot underneath one roof, which is also really cool too. You know, we do, we've got two assembly departments. One's more precision final assembly. Uh, the other one's gonna be electro optical assembly, really just tying the electrical piece to the optical side. Yeah. You know, we do our thin film coating. We have more of your traditional glass fabrication, like grinding and polishing. Yeah. Um, 
We have another department that stems way, way back in the day. That's our, our, our glass molding facility um, cool. and precision machine shop as well. Um, we deal mainly with the plastic side. I know when people say, you know, machine shop, they're thinking of like heavy metals, like especially mm -hmm. from the aerospace yeah. side. Mm -hmm. um, again, you know, we, we do all of it underneath one roof from making the glass to, you know, the full life cycle of getting getting product out the door. So, wow. Very cool. cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So that, like you said, I mean, obviously you're kind of... You're always hiring. Yes. It's a big, big operation you got over there. Yeah. And it sounds like you've so got huge. stuff for everyone. I mean, obviously there's office jobs to support the manufacturing side, you know, sales, I'm sure, yeah, HR yeah. and yep. all that kind of stuff. But yeah. like even even from the manufacturing side, you've got, like you said, like precision assembly, or you've got more of like a machinist type of, you know, so you've got all sorts of, if you're looking for a job, RPO, They'll find something for you. Yeah, and, and honestly, you know, most of the time when we're bringing new people on, you know, they have no optics experience. You know, they're, for example, for bringing an assembler on, you know, they might have some assembly experience as well, but, you know, we really try to keen key in on you know those that want to show up to work on time every day those mm -hmm. that have the attitude you know they have the aptitude to want to learn pick it up the trade because again you know precision optics if you're looking at you know a, an assembly standpoint it's it's more than just you know what you see on paper you know dropping a lens in and you know putting glue around the edges to make sure it stays in its its housing um, yeah. you know there's a lot to it and a lot of our a lot of our um you know, hires, especially even from an entry level position, you know, we have a very structured succession plan, so to speak, where, you know, we want you doing this for the first 30 days. And then here's what you want to do in your first 60 and 90 days. And we're never going to ask you during an interview or um, on a phone call, like, you know, where do you see yourself in five years? It's, it's really not how the precision optics or the optics sure. industry really works because yeah. you do have to learn a very niche set of skills mm -hmm. um and you know there there might be a little bit of a learning curve it might mm -hmm. take you know everyone says they're a fast learner well you know okay it's gonna be a little bit different on this end sure. so sure. um you know most of the people we bring in don't have any optics experience and you know after two three months with them you know they, they just fall in love with what we do uh, and what they're doing more importantly um again they they, they might have done an older other assembler job and but compared to what they might be doing now it's like a completely different world sure and they right. they, they usually fall in love with it i mean it's just it's crazy to you know come back with our our new hires in you know three months and say you know how do you like it you know what have you learned and you know it's the same with me you know i never thought i'd be able to talk about this type of industry with such you know mm -hmm. intelligence more or less yeah. but you know it's crazy after three months you know they can talk very intelligently like i can about the business and they've only been there for a short time so it's nice to watch them awesome. watch them grow in their careers it's easy to also <clears throat> like love what you're doing when the company takes care of you as much you know what i mean it, it sounds like you know talking with you and all of the upper people there that it's just the culture there is awesome. Yeah, it, it most certainly is. And I know every company is going to tell you culture is, you know, this is what we are and this is who we're about. And culture is huge for us. But I think what's really unique about our company is, you know, everyone from the owner, from the senior leadership staff, I mean, they're all very well aligned, mutually mm -hmm. aligned on what the overall mission of the company is. Um, we've got another, uh, a, a number of executives that have been with the owner and, and you know, his his past excursions. And, uh, you know, again, the, the communication line from the top down is just very, it's very open. The doors are always wide open. If anybody has a question, a concern, comment, hesitation, um, you know, you can walk right into the president's door or, um, you know, my boss's door or, you know, our contracts director's door. You can walk to any senior level directive and director in our in our facility and, you know, you'll get an answer to your yeah. question with, you know, with detail. How many people do you have working for you, roughly? We, Sorry. you know, we have just under three hundred. We should be hitting wow. around the three hundred mark. That's right here um, in Rochester. Right here in yeah, Rochester. That's awesome. Um, yeah, probably close to the August time. I want to say we just had a couple people start on Monday. Um, we're probably 
near that 275, 280 mark right now. Wow. That smelled good, by the way. Must be this stuff? Yeah, so. <laughs> it did not. That did not smell good. Hopefully, they didn't pick I that. I thought it did. Hope the mic didn't pick that up. <laughs> so, uh, we have a question from Mike, friend of the show, and he wants to know about uh, low light and no light testing that you guys do. I think I know the answer here, but he's wondering if you guys uh, do everything like indoor or if you do stuff outdoor or kind of both or like what. That's a very, very good question. For. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of the technical questions are going to come in that I'm just kind of ignorant towards. I don't really know what happens to that degree. Um, but. I would almost probably be safe to assume that a lot of the testing happens either in-house or, you know, they'll find a facility where they can do that at. Um, again, that's really about all I know. For that stuff, I'm sure, you know, there's always going to be real world testing as far as like, hey, here's here's some operators or here's some whatevers, you know, like go use this stuff. Yeah. Right. Uh, but for a lot of it, especially uh, like I'm assuming, you know, you're talking low light or no light when you're talking about night vision stuff, there's machines, you know, that you use to analyze Scientifically, and you'll get data. Like if you came to the EOTech, we did an EOTech um, demo here, and the rep was talking about you know FOM and um, unit of merits and all, all sorts of you know. There's all these stuff you um, get a PhD in almost. Yeah, like, dude, it's crazy. It's crazy. There there are ten to fifteen numbers that you can analyze off of just a night vision device and get statistics, blems and this and that. So yeah, you're you're hooking things up to machines and getting. Uh, data. Yeah, and that's that's like a form of metrology that a lot of you mm -hmm. know companies that have quality inter you know intertwined within each of their different functional department areas. It's most likely a form of metrology, and yeah, I mean, yeah absolutely metrology, is, and you know just making sure that our <clears throat> excuse me that our you know again not very technically inclined on that end, but uh, you know metrology is a huge part of our our quality aspect. So what does it have to do with the weather? <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, funny you mentioned that. Like when I first came on board and I saw like we were hiring a, a metrologist, I'm like, what? Yeah. what? Like like Glenn Johnson? Yeah. <laughs> I got the app. Like, yeah, oh. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's 65. Uh, yeah. Pat says he's enjoying the forum tonight. Nice. Yeah. Not this, well, I'm assuming you enjoy it. You're still here. I'm I'm hanging out. If you didn't yeah. enjoy it, you would I'm I, enjoying it. No, I know that forum. other guy too, though. He's pretty good. <laughs> he's pretty good. Uh, so... Uh, if I have a high school diploma, I could come like and work for you guys. Like, what, or what would what would be like yeah, as entry level down. as it could be? Like, sure, yeah. I mean, uh, don't honestly, need that. We, we've we've got <laughs> we've got a number of people that walk in and drop off resumes and whatnot. Um, it, it's really attitude. I mean, sure. again, I spend a lot of my time. Um, doing a lot of phone screens with the people that apply. I mean, mm -hmm. we probably get on any week's basis close to about a hundred applicants wow. a week. Wow. Um, you know it. it, it a lot of them are just going on Indeed and hitting apply, oh, apply, sure. apply. But, right. you know, right. it's crazy because as soon as you get them on the phone and you kind of tell them a little bit more about who we are, what we do and why it matters. I mean, they you can really just kind of feel the switch go off in the head. Mm -hmm. It's just like, oh, shit, I did not know that a company like this existed in Rochester, sure. you know, let alone New York State. Right. So, mm -hmm. again, I mean, yeah, for those that want to walk in, you know, they graduated high school yesterday and they want a job today. They got some bills to pay and they want to learn more about the manufacturing side. Um, yeah, we really just look for attitude because awesome. we can we can teach the optics side. Again, we a lot of the people we hire don't have the optics background. Yeah. It's a very niche and unique industry here in Rochester. And sure. it's honestly the, the hardest part about, you know, the continuation of the optics industry is like, you know, the world is at a complete shortage of, you know, well-rounded optical technicians. I mean, we 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 work we partner a lot with MCC because they have a precision optics program over there. Hmm. And I think the last time that 
myself and my team went to one of their, their meetings was they only had 114 students in the entire program. It's 114 students that are getting, you know, a two year degree and then maybe going on to a U of R or an RIT to excel sure. in that. But, right. you know, MCC's at really right now the only established school in the country that has that established wow. precision optics degree. And I mean, I went to MCC myself and there was around 12 to 15,000 students there. And I right. just, there's not enough awareness about it. So, yeah. you know, the more that the high school kids come from, you know, right out of graduating high school to our facility, you know, after a year of employment, we offer the tuition reimbursement program and we're working on the apprenticeship program with MCC and the DOL. But mm -hmm. I mean, the more, the more we get you know, candidates like that in the door, you know, the younger we can kind of get them started into, you know, what a career path could look like in, in the optics world. I mean, they're, they're pretty hot shit after a couple of years yeah. in either school or, awesome. or, you know, just on the job training. I mean, they can, I mean, my teachers always said, oh yeah, go into software development. Well, I mean, the money's in optics, especially in this area. Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah. Stuff, you know, there's always going to, as, as digital as everything is gone, there's always going to need to be that physical item right. to be created, yeah. you know, yeah. and uh, obviously, especially the way uh, geopolitics, how they are these days, mm -hmm. you know, as much of that manufacturing that we can be doing here. Yeah. I love it. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I love it. A hundred percent. So I don't know. We do have some questions here, but uh, are there any like, what's like the, what do you need? Like you're the recruiter over there. Like, what are you, what are you just dying for over there? Like, what do you need? What do you need help with the most? I mean, I if your dream applicant was watching right now, who would who would they be? Anyone with a good attitude. Yeah. Uh, honestly, Honest, I mean, yeah. we're we're really the type of company where you know if you walk in the door and you've got you know all the confidence in the world, where you just want to show up to work on time every day. You know, your main goal is to work conducively in a team environment and just push out good products, but also try and help yourself and others excel in their career path. I mean, shit, we're gonna put you somewhere. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Exactly. Where where I guess is the is. Uh, are you looking like in every area right now? I mean, like, I mean, yes and no. Like assembly. Yeah. Like, like assembly is always yeah, yeah. one. Always assembly is always one. Cause honestly, we, we do a lot of promotion from the inside. I mean, you know, we always need good leaders. Good. So, you know, someone yeah. spends, you know, a solid eight to 10 months in the assembly group and they're showing good leadership traits. I mean, you know, we, we, we boost them up to a, a higher level product line yeah, or yeah. we make them a line lead. So there's always, always need for assemblers. Um, and, and especially good machinists too, from a CNC mill lathe yeah. type of background, programmers, all that good stuff. Nice. Um, you know, we've got, like we mentioned earlier, we do have the 410 work schedule. I know a lot of people find that attractive. Um, you know, we, we've got really three to four different shifts. I mean, the majority of our employees, they're on our A shift or our B shift. Mm -hmm. It can go anywhere. A shift is normally 5 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. There's a little bit of carryover from the B shift. They'll start at three. They'll go to like one thirty, two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And in places like our assembly department and the machine shop, they'll have a weekend shift. That's Friday mm. through Sunday, 5 a.m. to 5.30 p.m., 12 hour shifts. Yeah. Um, we have a very robust, you know, shift differential package. So, you know, granted, the weekend shifters might be working 36 hours, but, you know, the shift differential is there to incentivize. Sure. As well. Right, so, right, right. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. And it's, yeah. I guess, yeah, again, the job never stops. There's there's contracts that got to be yeah. met. And, and the know, numbers keep gotta, going up. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Absolutely. What do you got over there, Ty? Um, I guess like what, like in the optics industry, what would be the the biggest challenge right now is? I mean, I, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of challenges from 
the design, the engineering part as well. Um, but, you know, really from my point of view, it's going to be the hiring aspect. Um, you know, like I mentioned, there's just a, a very crucial shortage of well-rounded optical technicians in the world. And, you know, they can be, you know, assemblers or, you know, thin film coders or CNC machinists. Um, there, there's really just a crucial shortage of them. I mean, you know, our company and all the other optics companies in the area that, you know, they're all fighting for the same people. Sure. You know, I talked to yeah. someone and, you know, five other companies just talked to the same person. So, yeah. I mean, at least from my standpoint, the hiring aspect is always going to be the toughest spot. Yeah. The toughest area. If only they knew, you know, you were cooler than everyone else. <laughs> you can only hope. I started wearing cologne, so maybe at least I can bring them in. At least I smelled you. So you mentioned on Fridays are your, your days off and you know, you said doctor. I'm sure you don't do a doctor's appointment every Friday. I don't you? even have a doctor right now. I'm okay. still trying to find one. Yeah, Thanks. I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that was just kind of You're a man, so it's like, you know. Meh. I drink my water and doctors. I'll have a thing of celery or something. Yeah. But you're like, doctors. <laughs> I need doctors. Yeah. yeah. What, do, what do you typically do on a Friday on your day off? What is so I usually try and catch up on some much well-needed rest. Okay. Um, but I, in my spare time, I do competitive precision long-range shooting. Cool. So we've heard of like the PRS or the NRL. Um, I, I shoot for a company down in Ohio, and I'm usually usually on Fridays if I'm not stuck at the reloading bench. I'm usually uh, somewhere traveling, getting ready for a two-day match or nice. you know, out practicing uh, in some of the places out here in Rochester. But yeah, I do a lot of competitive long gun stuff, so cool. that, that keeps me really busy. What nice. uh, like what? What caliber, what distance, or like what, what discipline? Yeah, so um, if you anyone were to do a search for PRS or the Precision Rifle Series, yeah. I mean, you'll see it's it's all kind of, it's like three gun, but with a with a bolt gun. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're, there's a, usually a course of 10 to 20 stages that you can shoot depending on what level the match is. Yeah. Um, but, you know, normally you have an array of targets out at a distance ranging from 400 to 1,200 yards. Very cool. Um, so, you know, a lot of it's really big into the custom rifle game. I, I shoot a, a 6BR, which is a, a 243 hmm. projectile, and then I kind of, I, I call it the 6 six big richard i mean it's kind of kind of small but but uh, it's really it's really a 308 neck down to to, to fit a, a six millimeter projectile so um very very heavy gun low recoiling um it's really all kind of gaming gaming sure. the way you shoot yeah but. yeah so what sort of uh, bullet weights are you shooting? Probably like 100 to 105? Yeah, so I'm shooting the I'm shooting 112s right now, 100, oh, 112 okay. grains. I shoot the barns now because after this whole resurgence of not being able to find components or, you know, box-loaded ammunition the past couple of years, like I used to shoot the um, the burgers, yep. but evidently they're going towards making their own box ammunition now, so right. I can't really find a lot of burgers. So I switched to the barned 112 match burners, and I they're, they're killer. Are those not, uh, solid copper or like yeah. some sort of? Okay. Yeah, so they're yeah they're the the boat tail hollow points, yeah. um, and and I love them because when I used to shoot more of my three hundred eight, I used to get the Black Hills, right. um, you know, factory loaded ammunition, mm -hmm. and those things just you know shot lights out. But yeah. yeah, you know, rifle components right now, it's you know the last match I shot was in Massachusetts back in March, and I was you know freezing my ass off out there. But it's just components; it's just so hard to find right. now. I mean, you right. could walk into Sportsman's Warehouse and get a box of a thousand primers for. 35 bucks and you know my grandfather had to go to new hampshire just to find me a box of ccis and they were about 200 dollars. right so for us it's really hard to get primers and any of yeah, those components there yeah so hard yeah. yeah powder too i know whatever hodgdon is is doing i i know that they, they've got their big army contracts as well but you know think of the little guy too right. yeah. I, I like i like to I go agree. spend a bunch of money on the weekends shooting guns so. <laughs> for sure <laughs> So uh, what, what kind of glass do you have on there? Just a homemade, like you just went to the warehouse and just kind of 
couple lenses here, a couple lenses. The Johnny Cash, one piece at a time. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah, it's all taped on. I mean, I don't use. Yeah, yeah, very unprecise. No, I, I half of a night vision tube over here. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It tells me where to go. No, so yeah, I, I've got a I've got a Vortex Razor Gen Two on top of mine. Nice. Um, I really like them. Now, the only gripe I've been having with with Vortex, and I, I I've got Vortex on all my rifles. Um, you know, their Christmas tree reticle or their Seven C reticle. Um, I've got a floater in this eye. So every time I'm focusing on that center dot, trying to put it on target, that fucking thing goes right towards, of course. right towards that center dot. So I have been, I've been looking elsewhere. Um, you know, I've looked at some of the Leopold, like the Mark Fives. I've mm -hmm. looked at some of the Night Forces, but I mean, I, I do really like Vortex. I, yeah. I do really like them, but uh, it's also, you know, do I want to go through the, the effort of trying to sell three scopes just to get, just to get one Night Force? Yeah. <laughs> sure, right. right. Kind of a different right. league too. Yeah, exactly. But, um, Brian yeah. asks, what did I miss? So I think we're gonna have to redo the entire stream. We'll start um, with yeah, we'll off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, he'll just have to catch it on Spotify. Spotify is yeah. for Spotify yeah. for podcasters. Spotify yeah. for podcasters. <laughs> to the moon. Good deal. Oh, good stuff. So uh yeah sig so what what is i guess you know this is a gun stream guys are gonna want to know you know the gun industry stuff what uh rpo rpo and sig they've got a little bit of a history there what uh yeah so and again you know i i i try to stay away from not try but i i'm usually not that intertwined with that side of the business only because sure. uh you know, to be honest, yeah yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, it, every day is kind of like a, a new learning thing for me. I know that we've partnered with them on some thermal type of uh, mm -hmm. of projects with them. Again, it's I, the I, Echo series, right? Yeah, yeah. I want to say it was it's it's the, the Echoes, but uh, again, it's it's so hard. I try to sure. pick up on everything every day, but yeah. Uh, yeah, just not too familiar with with that partnership. But uh, yeah, no, evidently, you know, it's 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 nothing nothing secretive there that you know we've had a quite a long partnership with them. You guys typically for Freedom Weekend will come out and bring optics that you guys make and stuff. So I'm, I'm sure if anybody really wants to go put their hands on, you know, your guys' products, you'll have them sitting yeah, there. Yeah. In fact, we're, we're super excited about, about that this year because, you know, something that we've even been doing internally, um, you know, Joseph and, and his team, you know, he does a, a every month he does a like an employee newsletter too, because I, to be quite honest, a lot of the people in our shop, you know, they don't really know the, you know, the severity of the products that, mm -hmm. you know, even though you're just seeing the lens or the sub assembly, where they're going. I mean, you know, products are going into the hands of people that keep our homeland safe. Sure. They allow, right. you know, medical professionals to make better, you know, more intelligent decisions about, you know, their patients, yeah. um, you know, again, or can go in as small as something as, a VR headset, for example. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you never know where these products go. are going. See, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, that's something again that we're we're super excited about is not only informing our employees, but you know, for Freedom Weekend, really using that as um, a platform to show you know the, the outside world some of the stuff that our lenses yeah. are in. So we, we do plan on having some some actual products, some live demo stuff. I know I'm going to bring a couple rifles on here just to show some of the capacities that uh, you know RPO can do and where you know some of the products might be of use or applicable mm -hmm. to. So again, super. Super excited to you know show both uh, you know the defense side and also a lot of what we're doing on the commercial side as well. Cool, super cool. Yeah, this is going to be I think the fourth Freedom Weekend, third Freedom Weekend, fourth third or third or fourth. You guys have been at a least part third, of. yeah. Um, super so cool. I'm super excited to have you guys back. Yeah, guys. Dope. yeah. And in fact, when you guys mentioned it, you know, it's you sent the email to us. You know, you guys are looking for sponsors and just other people within the industry. I mean, we, we I think we all ran into my boss's office and we, we, we you know, set up a plan right away. I mean, and you know, 
sure enough, you know, with the fire and whatnot, you know, it's just, yeah. a good, it's just a good cause. And, you know, whoever shows up, it's at least to use it as a platform to get that word, spread that word out and find other like-minded yeah. people. I don't know. It's just from at least my perspective personally, it's just so cool. Like Rochester has yeah, an optics company absolutely. like this. Yeah. And, absolutely. I don't know. I love it. Even if you never hire anyone at these events, I credit the firing pin for RPO hiring Joe. So that's always like, you, you've got, that's, that was my success. So I, I he, you know, he's in the hall of fame over there. So I'm like, you know, so basically, a, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> did you have a fi- did you get them with a finder's fee? I at least oh, hope man. so. Yeah, at least hope so. I, I get a cut. I get you know. There's supposed to be a line in the employee newsletter. There's supposed to be a shout out to me. Shout out. Oh yeah, let me pull that up. I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Let me get that. <laughs> so there's a whole newsletter that goes out to. You. I think that's cool. I, yeah. First right time hearing of it. Yeah. Right to our employees, an employee. and you know, again, yeah. <laughs> how come I've never heard of it? Yeah, <laughs> Firefly not informed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In, internal to employees. So I mean, if you're interested, you know, if you go to our website, and apply. Yeah, it's it's fine. yeah, I can do that. Thank yeah. you. you not, really a, not a problem. You got me really scared because I work these boys more than four days a week. There's a competitive event. Yeah, yeah. It just keeps getting better. Yeah. Yeah. From within. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Room for advancement. What? Um, yeah. So again, it's it's really. I've been saying the word platform a lot, but you know, again, a it's a, it's a great platform. And this is a platform. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just to inform the employees on, you know, how the company's doing, um, you know, the health of the overall company. Um, the president does a lot of communications on there. Um, you know, how, how the current year to date's looking, what the future looks like. Um, we always have our, our new hires on the long list and our marketing coordinator probably hates me because we usually have anywhere from, you know, 15 to 25 new hires a month. So she gets to just overload that. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we've been on a pretty big ramp up since December of last year. But uh, nice. you know, again, we do a product spotlight on there so people can just be a little bit more informed of what they might be building or where yeah. their lenses are going into. So um, it, it's really you know, uh, communications obviously a, a big touching point for a lot of uh, all companies as well. But uh, you know, it really just comes back to you know having that alignment of the overall mission of the company from the owner to the president, you know, the rest of the senior level directives, uh, middle management, all the way down to you know Joe working on the floor. Yeah. So, absolutely. Um, are you allowed to go into like the origins of RPO at all? Is that? Yeah. So it's actually you know a. a a very interesting story. You always kind of hear like, oh, Microsoft was started in a garage or, you know, Apple yeah. was started in a garage. That's it's really kind of how we were created as well. So um, our owner, he resides out of state in New Hampshire. Very, uh, very kind of interesting story there as well. You know, he's a very, very genius engineer, very humble man. You know, you could see him walking on the street, never knew who he was. Yeah. Um, so in a nutshell, you know, he he went to someone in the DOD and said, you know, let me make you better night vision products. Let, let me do this for you. And sure as shit, that's exactly what he did. Um, and closer to the early 2000s, um, he ended up, ended up selling his company to another larger, um, you know, contractor that he was working with at the time. But, um, you know, at the other point of the line there, um, you know, his number one supplier for um, all of his 
precision molded lenses was Eastman Kodak, um, which everybody knows that name here in Rochester. So um, the then CEO of Kodak at the time in the early 2000s really wanted to focus back on film production. That's when they started cutting ties with a lot of the, the departments there that had nothing to do with film production. Sure. Um, and so essentially a couple couple employees over there, you know, they started doing layoffs. They started destroying machines and equipment. And so, um, you know, our, our owner obviously couldn't allow that to happen or he couldn't, you know, he couldn't do any right. of his contracts or you right. know, sell any of his products. So um, he ended up buying that division of Kodak. He hmm. ended up bringing a number of key players over that some are still with the company today. Wow. That's cool. A lot of their machines over. And in 2005, that was RPO's birthright. So, uh, again, it, it really does sound like the kind of cliche, like we almost started in a garage somewhere. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's it's essentially, you know, how we were created. Um, and another another cool thing about our owner, too, um, you know, every time he talks, you know, he, he's it's always it's never really about him. You know, he's done some some very, very cool and very just genuine things for his, his employees, his people, the people that he serves. Um, <clears throat> in fact, I think in, in my, my boss's interview when they were interviewing her, um, you know, he drew a, an organizational chart. And essentially, you know how it's always the, the senior level guy up top and everything kind of follows around. Well, essentially, he drew that out on a piece of paper and said, this is how a normal company works. And then he put it, puts it on the table, flips it around and says, I work for you. Hmm. So, you know, it, it just that mindset is probably one of one of the many key factors as to why we've been so successful is because not only does, you know, that's his vision, but it's also everybody else's vision from a senior directive standpoint. Yeah. All, for, all the way down, you know, we work we work for the people because without without the people, you know, we, we really couldn't be exactly who we are. <laughs> Without the people, I that, feel I like you know that. That, that's awesome. Though. <laughs> Thank you. Join him, the, him, and the, <laughs> him and I, uh, you know, we, we obviously went to the same uh, business. Business. He dropped out of Fisher too because that's that's how I learned business. But he uh, <laughs> business acumen. Like I, yeah, like tonight I, I got pizza for you know for the boys. <laughs> so it's like the same thing. Like I work for them. I get them the pizza. That's on the exact same level. Yeah. Same, and 20 more same, deployment same bags. Same business. Thing. You know, yeah. Business yeah. acumen. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Making just uh, thank you. Yeah. Mike, Mike asks, is the owner a gun guy? Um, I would almost kind of imagine being I in this industry. So. Well, yeah. I've like, talked to Joe about him a lot. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. you know, he, like he would have to be. Yeah. More or less. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, he, he's even come up to me and asked me about my, my rifle competitions before. And he's like, Oh, that's, that's so cool. And everything. I think it'd be kind of hard to be in this industry without, you yeah. know, at least, oh, sure. at least appreciating it to some degree. You'd have to have at least a well, passing if, interest in various. If you are, then you're yeah. like the freedom group who used to own Remington and others. And you just run it. It's, it's clear in your product. That you're not a gun guy, that you're just in it for the profit, yeah. and that's certainly not RPOs. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. There's definitely. no soul. You're just selling X. Yeah, an empty vessel. Yes, yeah. like me, because I'm a redhead. <laughs> I'm a little red here too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Irish. One of us. <laughs> One of us. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. What's your favorite kind of cereal? Oh, shit. Um, honestly, so I was deprived from fun as a kid. Um, He's lucky that's that was it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was allowed to have Cheerios, Honey Nut Cheerios, okay. and I was with my great grandparents. <laughs> Corn Flakes and Wheaties, and honestly, if I was going to have to self torture myself for the rest of my life, Wheaties all the way. We whole milk, whole milk, none of that lying about milk shit with so the skin. As an adult, you have free Full will. Yeah, free will to go out and buy Cocoa Puffs. Up? Shit. Cocoa Puffs. Cocoa I guess. Puffs are a good yeah. one. He's going to stop yeah. by Tops now. Crying. Wet Sunday. 
purse spoonful oh, of frosted man. flakes. Yeah, no, honestly, probably Wheaties, but if like, Go to the pop this weekend. Yeah, like, <laughs> truly wanted to go out. Yeah, Cocoa Puffs. Are, Cocoa Puffs, sorry. Cocoa Puffs are great. Yeah. So I poured my kid a uh, bowl of Frosted Flakes the other day. Yeah. And I was like, wow, like, because we get we, we a bunch of different cereals. And she's like, I want the Frosted Flakes. Yeah, because they have marshmallows in them now. Yeah. You know, it's they like, have Frosted Flakes with marshmallows. It's so like, it's like what? Well, that's manufactured. Like, you know, like the point of, like, weren't Frosted Flakes supposed to be sort of healthy? Like, not Cheerio levels, but they weren't, like, Well, there's wheat you know, in it. And there's wheat, charms. whole grains. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's just corn. I like the all-inclusive <laughs> yeah, cereal. I think they're, like, just <laughs> corn food. <laughs> uh, Call them those. <laughs> uh, Brian asks, uh, he says, sorry if you missed it, but does RPO only make optics for firearms, or do they make other products not related to scopes? Uh, I guess scopes, oh, I kind of, they, everything's going to be related to optics. He says... Do you make other stuff not related to scopes or optics? Uh, yes, yes, we do. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. So I, again, the, the bread and butter of the business is obviously going to be, um, you know, optical systems components that are going into, you know, night vision or you know, sporting scopes, anything like that. But um, like our plastics department, they mm -hmm. do a ton of commercial side business. Exactly what they do, I, I really couldn't say. But yeah, you know, it's it's not just sporting optics or just or scopes or you know, cameras or. Stuff like that. So yeah. could it be non-optical stuff if it's a precision like plastic type of thing? It's still it's always gonna be related to optics, I'm assuming. Yeah, like, I mean they're gonna, yeah. they're doing some real cool stuff from the advanced yeah. plastic side. That's I mean, cool. again, really the whole part of that is essentially it's it's like glass, except it's much more lightweight. So, you know, the user can get a lot more of an extended extended usage period with with the advanced plastic optics. But yeah, no, I, honestly, you know, a, a lot That's of it cool. is around that the optics side or you know, at least being able to look through something. Super cool. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. Oh, what else? What oh. else do we have over there? Okay. Is there anything else you want to talk about RPO? I think we hit a lot of stuff. Yeah, no, we absolutely did. I mean, again, if, you know, those that are looking for an exciting career in, uh, you know, advanced manufacturing, um, you know, check out our website, you know, go to www.rpoptics.com. The careers page logo is right up there. Or if you go to the about section, look at careers. Um, it's always up to date running real time as to what all of our open positions are. And even if you don't see something you like, or if you don't, uh, you know, you don't know what you want to do. Um, you know, our HR team is always on the phone with with potential candidates that are always looking for that next best step in their career. So um, we'd be more than happy to talk to you, kind of give you a, a little bit more of an in-depth rundown and, you know, come in and have you meet a couple of our couple of our managers and, you know, see what see see where you can be a fit. So right on. Um, I'll let you pre-read this question. I don't want to dox too much about you. Woof. Um, good. Yikes. Yeah, sometimes we get yeah. it's like, is that a gotcha? Like, is that, like, I don't want yeah, funny yeah. enough, I know him. I know. <laughs> Hello, Todd. <laughs> How's that third family in Pittsburgh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Bangkok, we moved. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. We, we moved. Yeah. I was just going to get some milk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how was Todd asks, how was the rest of the gun show other than the clear sexual harassment by the customers that I received? It was great. Liked it. <laughs> oh, so you ran into Todd. Oh, there. So just cause I liked it. Doesn't, are you S shaming me? 
I, yeah, it's because of what I was. It was because of what Patrick was wearing, wasn't it? That's because he wasn't wearing pants. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure, definitionally, if you, <laughs> you liked it, then it's not harassment. <laughs> That's the problem. It's so funny. So two, two funny or many funny moments with Todd at the gun show. So we're standing there, and I had walked away from the table for a second. You know, nothing was really happening. I went go get a glass of water. They had a little bar serving stuff there. Sure, sure. I was getting a glass of water, and Todd was over there. And there's just kind of that moment where, like, we're looking at each other. Nobody says anything. There's, like, a bunch of just randoms all around. And I was just, like, really loudly. I was like, Todd, I'm just so glad that these are LGBTQ accepting now. Like, just, I'm glad you can come to the gun shows, buddy. Like, it's just so funny. <laughs> so then later, later, I'm, like, on the phone with the FBI. I'm trying to do a background check on the guy. And I'm sitting there. And then all of a sudden, something's, like, touching my butt. And I'm, like, I, you know, I'm on the phone. So I'm, like, with somebody trying to, like, go around me. And they, like, touch one of the guns or whatever. And then I like look, and Todd is just trying to like put one of the barrels of the guns like on my butt. <laughs> <laughs> like, over there. <laughs> so fun. It was good. It was good. So fun. I do regret not smashing some of the Nazi stuff. I I think I'd like to start uh, a fund here at the store. So <sighs> at the gun show, yeah, there was straight up Nazi paraphernalia. You get all sorts of fantastic? weird freaking no. people oh, at those dude, places. Yeah, They're at Western New York on shows, that's like... I mean, I've been to gun shows in Western New York, yeah, and I can't recall ever having seen... Todd, for tightness. You get some... Check his oil! That's, yeah. a, that's a losing <laughs> battle there, my friend. Uh, but Definitely. Anyway, no, uh, there's the, yeah, there's an unfortunate... Um, I, I wish it didn't exist. And, I, I, you know, I'm a historian. I'd like to, you know... I get I'm it. somewhat of a historian myself. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I enjoy history... I get it, but when you are only yeah. interested in Ugh. a very specific sliver from 1939 to 1945 of history, right? Uh, especially yeah, one very slide and like narrow window and of like, time. The, and the dude had like a big Nazi eagle, like the you know the big silver eagle with like this thing under there. Whatever, I'm sure that wasn't like off of the damn you know building or like it was new, right? right yeah. Then he had like a blanket spread out. That you know, like definitely was not like that. Not from the war. He like that was made last year. <laughs> <laughs> he was like sitting there, dude. Like, and it was crocheting. It was just and like, but literally, I saw that and I posted in the Discord. I was like, petition for me to like. Buy. It was 150 bucks. But I really wanted to like buy it and just right in front of him, like smash it on the ground. And like <laughs> this should have been done in 1945. Like all of this stuff. Like either put it in a museum to talk about how bad it was, so we can never do it again. Right, like. That's okay. I understand that. But, like, so it was literally just glorifying it. And then, you know, I don't want to talk shit about the guy, but, like, it, it's the guy who sets up the gut shows. So it's, like, the first thing you see when you walk in. Wait, like what? A table of this stuff. No it's way. Like, Fuck Nazis. Right. And but then, please and respect then, our sink. <laughs> 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 no, like, he likes to fuck Jesus Nazis. Christ. Hey, yeah. Tyler, can you... Uh, I don't want to cut off what you're saying, but uh, I was just reading through the nah. comments there. And, uh, Amen. yeah. Drinking... So. We'll do that's that same individual will kind of wonder like, oh, how come the young people aren't into the gun shows or how come, you know, the gun shows are kind of dying off or to me that like right. when people say that, like, yeah, gun shows in New what? York suck. Like, well, that's possible. To me, that's part of it. Like, I, I get, shit, I get that the gun laws are the gun laws. Like there's something we can do about that. So yeah, you're not going to see, you know, 
FALs and this and that and like cool shit like you would in other states. But, yeah. but so we replace it with swastika. With Nazi stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that seems fast backwards to me. It was a good show though. We, yeah, we were at the Canandaigua show. It kind of sucked because it was a one day show. Yeah, yeah. So that sucks because like I had to get up at like 4 a.m. Sure. To load the shit up here to drive. I don't like taking the throughway, so it was like a 50 minute drive to Canandaigua. Mm. And then I had to un- I got there at like six, I had to unload everything. I went by myself, so I had to like sure, unload sure. everything and then set it all up. And the gun show was at nine, yeah. went from nine to four. Right. And then I had to take it all down the same day, you know, yeah. drive it all back here. Luckily I got back here and the boys were still here on Sunday so they could help me unload. But sure. it went well, I mean, we did well. We had five tables. Um, I took a bunch of the military surplus stuff, that went really well. I took a bunch of guns, Dope. obviously, that went mm. well. And I took Bratrick over there, he was my helper. And I was like talking to him and stuff, like good deal. Trying to get him to you help renamed him, company. and I want to fight you so hard. Uh, yeah, I stand by it. No, <laughs> in the in the you know I stand by it. I stand by it. I'm, you know. No, <laughs> Which one no. Uh, well, all of the guys kind of did. The, everybody kind of adds their good, own. Good, yeah. good updraft. I put. The, I had I nothing put the to do. On him. No. I walked into the gun show with him in two pieces. Like I literally, I walked in carrying his legs, and everyone's just like looking at me, like, "What? What, <laughs> what are you doing?" And then I walked in, bringing the rest of them, and they're just like, "God damn it, they're coming back to the gun shows, aren't they?" Like, All right, who let these weirdos in? Okay, here? yeah, the firing pins back. His name tag says "Mr. Steal Your Girl," but it's crossed off, and it says "Mr. Kill Your Dog" because it's the ATF. Because he has an ATF jacket. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah, so yeah, I was I was wearing that ATF jacket like at the show, like just running my table. People are coming by buying stuff. I was wearing the ATF jacket. And then some guy was like, "I don't know, like I'm pretty sure there's a rule that you're not supposed to do that." And I was like, "There probably is." Represent your employer. There almost yeah, certainly like, is. <laughs> I was like, I, it would probably be like obviously you just wear that as like a Halloween costume. Yeah, I was like, it's not Halloween, and I was like, and I am like a licensed dealer. Like, and I was, you're like, like probably, at a gun show, yeah, and shit, like because like, yeah. I was kind of like before I didn't have time, but like before the show started, I was laughing. I was gonna like put it on because nobody's seen me in a long time either at those shows. Sure, sure. So I was gonna like put it on and just like walk around with a clipboard and like start like, asking. Oh, I got to switch sides very quick. What's your favorite cereal? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! What breed of dog do you have? That's where you got that question. Uh, it's from the yeah, ATF. The ATF. <laughs> Straight out of the ATF handbook. <laughs> Pat, you're a, you're a dog guy and yes. you're a veteran. You're gonna think all this of is that cool. is true. Can we go? Should we go to the overhead cam? Can yeah, we? it's gonna, gonna be my. Let me just move this confidential. Give me my weird sweaty hat again. Step back a little bit. Okay. Oh, zip up. What do we got to do? Oh yeah, duh. Sorry. So there we go. So this guy. So a guy came up to me at the gun show and he handed me this and he goes, this guy, Frank Hall, lived in Churchville, New York. He fought in World War II Sweet. in the Marines. This is a photo uh, on Iwo Jima and we didn't get the dog. I didn't get the dog's name. If I see this guy again, I got to ask him for the dog's name. But the I guess like after the war, right, like this is in the 70s or 80s, so 40 years after the war. This guy, Frank, would tell everyone he knew and he would give out, he's given out thousands of copies, I guess, of this photo. Mm. He would tell everybody he knew about this dog and like 40 years after the war, like they had to, he had to put this dog down on Iwo Jima and he was like getting like tears in his eyes about how this dog had like saved his life and all this, it was crazy. So this guy at the gun show now goes around and he had a folder of these things and he's like giving them out. It's like a real like photograph paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I just thought that was super cool. So he's like, 
will you hang one of these up in your shop when you rebuild it? And I was like, ah, absolutely, bro. Like, I love this kind of like oral Is that like his history dad that, or like who was the relation he, uh, to that? Supposedly guy? that guy was just a dealer. Like another, he was a gun dealer oh, in cool. this area back after the war until, you know, I don't know when he passed away, but uh, yeah, that dog like saved a bunch of Marines lives Very in cool. combat somehow. Sure. What the dog did, like a mine sniffing maybe, or just like fucking probably, probably explosives. Foxholes yeah. or something, yeah. That's yeah, good but, boy. But uh, 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 sadly got like shell-shocked like an incredible case of like dog shell shock and they had to put him down. Yeah, crazy. military working dogs really go through it, man. But they're, uh, you know, obviously they're very resilient and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, what kind of dog yeah, is that? Can you tell? It looks like a pit bull to me. Yeah. Yeah, most likely it's Beagle. some sort of a pit bull, um, like a Staffordshire Terrier or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they were pretty Is that popular. why, like, do you know, just, is that why they use like the Malinois and those kind of breeds? Like, are they better at handling that kind of stuff just from like a like do you even know or like well yeah they're like, definitely more like even tempered right and they're they're yeah. smarter and they're but they're also like more connected to like their people right hmm. like so malinois I, somebody was asking the other day but like i've never been around dogs that are more like obsessed with like their people sure then and you know sure. from yeah. having riley yeah. like they always want you to be like touching them or mm -hmm. looking at them mm -hmm. or talking to them right so when you have they have that really close connection to you, like they're very protective over you, and yeah, like, yeah. but you also have a lot of like you know sway over the dog. Yeah, so yeah, they're yeah. very like biddable and stuff like we're, that. You can get them to do shit that they wouldn't normally do. Way off topic from the stream's original intent, but like, is there like I mean, do dogs get like PTSD and stuff? I mean, for sure, clearly that I know that. But like, what what like is that something that's like studied and are there like strategies and stuff? I mean, is it like- I really don't know how much like they've, I'm sure that somebody somewhere has studied it at some point yeah. in time. I haven't really dug into any research like that, but you know, I think it'd probably be similar to the way that we would kind of cope with it and deal with it is like through a personal connection or hmm. in their case, like a yeah, yeah. Know, canine connection with like, someone or something that kind of just understands and like hmm. and you know what i mean like yeah because yeah. obviously they can't like talk about it right 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 like, right it's not a dog <laughs> it's like a dog bfw right so you know what i mean like no but like there's only a certain amount like, yeah, like, of like you like, can't do a whole lot of talk just shoot the dog and stuff the head. like that that's what they used to do yeah for sure probably like super probably like dog cbd or like sure I wonder if yeah, people yeah. like micro dog, micro dose dogs with like mushrooms or anything weird like that, or you know what I mean? Because like that's the research I would be funding. <laughs> right? If I, was, if I was Bill Gates. Like that's where I'd be. I mean, it just seems like it would be a very natural thing to try to sure. to do if yeah, you yeah. could like study it and knew mm -hmm. you're not just gonna because they have to. Some of those dogs have to be coming back affected. I mean, oh, for absolutely, absolutely sure. Yeah. Yeah. What were you saying? Sure. Yeah. Isn't it weird how dogs have like stopped evolving? Are, are dogs, the dogs? You haven't seen the dogs with wings yet? No. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what do I what want? are they putting in the water at RPO? <laughs> <laughs> but like, like, what's the next step for dogs? Well, I mean, people are always trying to yeah. like breed dogs into some weird thing that they're not supposed they, to be, right? Aren't they like, trying to like fix some of that? I, I thought I'd yeah, seen no, a lot of like breed, a lot of responsible back to how yes, they were. Yes, like, a lot more responsible breeders are coming around, but for a long time, people were just breed like 
a, a famous example, I guess, would be like the gray pit bulls, right? Like everybody mm-hmm. for a long time wanted pit bulls that were like a specific color. Mm-hmm. And so they would breed just to get this very specific. And we've all seen it like it's a seal, like gray color, very pretty looking dogs. Problem is, a lot of the dogs within some of those lines were like aggressive and inbred and mm. stuff like that. Just because like you're only looking for one specific trait and you're not looking for other traits as well, right? I'm not saying that pit bulls are aggressive or aren't aggressive as like a breed but specific behavior, yeah. but you can get dogs that are more or less aggressive based on the parents, right? Mm. So like, and uh, I know that because the German shepherds that we breed like. Some of them are really good for working dogs because they're more aggressive or sure. more, you yeah, know, yeah. engaged in that way. And then there are other dogs that are like less so, right? And a lot of it has to do with the parents and stuff like that. Colin, are you a dog guy? Do you have dogs? My grandfather has a beagle. Has always had Aww. beagles. Yeah, we've we've got a ten year old beagle now named Molly. She's the best. She's an absolute diva. You get close enough to her, she you know she wants to snuggle. She'll push you away. Um, my fiance, her her parents have a beagle. Not as much of a diva. He's a great dog, but yeah, no, I love beagles. dogs. Are awesome. Man. They are, they are. I have a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell you guys that uh, I have a pregnant dog? Oh. So, uh, not only do I have four great, are you still? Does that make you a great grandpa? No, no I'm just grandpa. Still grandpa. Okay. Just a grandpa. Uh, no, but like, thoughts stay in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like actually, but I'm like actually a grandpa, and not just a fur. Grandpa. You are a gilf. That is that is. Candy. I am like a real. I have like a person, so like a human grandbaby. <laughs> yes, I do have a human granddaughter. So that's a thing too. Tony boys, Tony. So Colin, what's your favorite conspiracy theory? Oh, there are so many. They're all really they're good. So, they're they're all really good. good. <laughs> they are really good. But you can um, see in the dark. So <laughs> it's not real. <laughs> so it's I've been simulation. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> obviously, the fan favorite is always going to be nine eleven. Nine eleven. Uh, That's such a classic. No, I was expecting to say no, birds. He just yeah. went. <laughs> no. So I've been listening to. There's this. Uh, ex Navy SEAL and CIA operator on YouTube called Sean Ryan, mm-hmm. and he's got he's got a pretty good podcast, and he has mainly a mix of old Spec Ops dudes, um, but he also has like some scientist people on there um, or ex CIA people that have been with you know the UFO programs. They've been seeing crazy shit in the sky, and uh, there the little while ago with that whole you know Chinese spy balloon going on, there was a lot of shit that they were seeing down in the Southern Tier region, and there was actually a spotting of some sort near in Allegheny County near Hunt, New York, too. And huh. my grandfather was down at our at our hunting camp down in that area, and he said he saw something too. So I've almost kind of gone away from the whole like you know two buildings coming down in ten seconds because you mm-hmm. know scientifically that's that can definitely happen mm-hmm. to like the weird shit you see in the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously a lot of that, one of his podcasts was, um, you know, everyone sees that stuff kind of over the Nevada, California oh, region sure. where that makes sense because they have a lot yeah, of the yeah, military yeah. training facilities out there. Um, but there's also a lot of shit happening in the sky here too mm-hmm. that you just don't know about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Think, I don't know. It could be aliens, could just be, you know, the military. But it makes me nervous around. that the government's talk, like admitting that there's UFOs and stuff. Like I, I almost feel like it's like fake now. Like, I wanted well, to believe it for so long, but now they're just like, oh, yeah, it's there. Well, so on that. Yeah, this is PSYOP. <laughs> on that front, right? Yeah. Like, don't they have the ability to, like, make 
basically three-dimensional holograms now where they can like use light projected from multiple different sources a company or that, like plasma for a while they said that about 9-11 that the planes that flew in were just the hologram projectives i i personally don't think that's true but i have heard that they were hologram projections because evidently like one of the planes i think it was flight united 93 showed up at some airport in england like not too long after 9-11 again there's so many different stories about that but that was one of them where they used hologram projections to f to knock down a building and then make the explosion like you know the cia walked up the stairs and they just you know so planted, they what they green screened they just put a green screen in hologram front and projections then, dude it's yeah. the government yeah <laughs> Whatever yeah, technology is What about what's already like, there? I'm saying, like, you can't, pr you project something <laughs> on. <laughs> what are we, Mike, Mike wants to know, what does RPO offer that will work best for UFO sightings? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. we have to well, answer our customer. Well. I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, you know, heat seeking bullets, bullet glasses, you know, <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. RPO smart have? glasses, yeah. Does RPO yeah, have super smart glasses? glasses? Are they making glasses? As far as I'm aware, I don't know. I cool. don't know. It w I remember when the smart glasses first came out and I actually borrowed them from a foreign exchange student in high school to try and pass my Spanish test. My <laughs> final Spanish test did not work. The teacher, <laughs> the teacher was, she was skeptical about my glasses. I just said, I'm really blind. I, this, these are like very special glasses that help me see words larger. Um, did not help me on the Spanish test. Did end up not passing that one <laughs> my junior year. So. That's a great that, that's a great uh, plan, though. It, it was yeah. a great plan. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great plan. Yeah. I mean, I, I did I did apply to the CIA once and with that story, but obviously <laughs> I, I, I'm not employed there. Or am I? <laughs> or am I? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. My favorite conspiracy is COVID. Anyways. Um, <laughs> and now they just took yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> now we're done. No, you're demonetized. <laughs> Wait, we can get monetized? <laughs> not on this platform. Yeah, no, not on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. uh, we, we used to could. Yeah. <laughs> Brian <laughs> says he recommends we watch the movie Megan Levy. Le I'm assuming I said that right. It's a true story about a female Marine, her canine, and their deployments to Iraq in 2006. I don't sounds like love cool. stories. I don't like love movies. <laughs> yeah, it sounds... No, it sounds... Uh, Chick flicks are not my thing. I don't know. I definitely have gotten more into nonfiction. As I, I mean, you know, I'm Star Wars, cool, whatever. Like those are all cool, but that's not. I love a good documentary. Those are the ancient texts. Where are the prequels? <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of, I recently tried to watch uh, Band of Brothers yeah. again. Oh, yeah. that's a good one. And I got to like the Carantan episode, and I realized that the first like. 12 to 15 minutes of the that program is absolutely insufferable every time really program well yeah. first of all like can we talk about the opening credits because it is never entirely seen it. too long okay. oh my god yeah and that was ever you know they never had the skip ahead or skip intro yeah right, right. It's not, yeah. you can't do no, you no, had no. to watch the whole thing it was the like orchestra 10 minutes of, yes yeah. that whole song yeah. right and hear it in my head it's, right now. it's all like <laughs> cinematic. It's all the cinematography yeah. from the show. Yeah. Right. So it's just Steven Spielberg or it's uh, just Tom Hanks congratulating himself on making a great show <laughs> for the first 12 minutes of every show. You know what I'm saying? Like it was terrible. And then you watch the, the veterans talk like Wild Bill and, and all of those guys. And super interesting to hear them talk the first time you watch the show. And before you've read the book, maybe, mm -hmm. but then the next time, it's like, 
Jesus Christ, Sobel, I get it. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, he's yeah. going to be three miles up, three miles Kyle down, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, but like, you know. Take your pills yet, Grandpa? Right. <laughs> I thought that way about the Pacific, too. I, I couldn't get into that, I that series that as much as I did yeah. Band of Brothers. I remember reading that book in like seventh grade and absolutely falling in love with it. My mom got me like, it was like a 10-part HBO series, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, she got oh, me yeah. the, the full DVD set the of metal, that. Yeah, the metal tin, and it came with like the first episode or two of the pacific and then i got the other like the, the rest of the pacific i you know i like the book better than i did the actual show well see i made the mistake of trying to watch the pacific after i had already watched the walking dead mm. and so you guys know uh john basalone the marine who was per, who like was awarded See the, the one Medal that of Medal of Honor. Honor. yeah he was, yep, yep, yep. he was also a buffalo guy and no kidding yes and he was also the guy who was played in the movie by the same dude who played Shane from The Walking Dead. Interesting. Right? Interesting. So yeah, that's I already uh... I already really liked John Bazalone because he's a <laughs> Buffalo guy and right. he's a he's a US Marine who was awarded the Medal mm. of Honor for being a badass on a machine gun. You're also like, look out for the zombies. But then, but then like Shane is there and I'm like, fuck you, you're not John Bazalone. Get out of here. <laughs> Instantly decredit. Yeah, uh, no, like get denied. Well, you know, another good conspiracy theory I like is that. Hitler during that time was trying to make like undead undead Nazi soldiers through that. Like you've ever played, you know, the Call of Duty Shit. franchise. Yeah. That whole thing. They were way into the occult. Yeah, that, very. That know. plays into my favorite conspiracy theory about interdimensional travel uh, and like DMT use in like early humankinds. And the Nazis didn't like using drugs, so they tried killing people. And getting them to talk with it's a CIA man. <laughs> <laughs> you know too much. You know too much. Operation Paperclip. No, we, we are the men who knew too little. <laughs> yeah, he's got. Oh man, got a special hat on. I told the guy. I told. Remember Ron that was the dealer down here that had the canoes in Churchville? Yeah. He was down here today. That's who all his guns are from. And uh, he said something about like conspiracies or whatever. And I broke that out. And I was like, I have a tinfoil hat, but I don't wear it that often. They're very hot. They, they, they are That's very, one thing they don't tell you. Thing will yeah. roast your head. Definitely. I usually line the inside of my hats. So With I'm a, yeah, I'm a gray man tinfoil hat wearer. Gray man tinfoil hat. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Incognito. <laughs> if you uh, you sound like you like movies, yeah. I'll watch them yeah? once in a while. Yeah, sure. If you had to uh, describe your life in movie titles, what would you? Fuck. Um. In movie titles, that that's open to everyone. Huh. Well, there goes the hat. Falling, yeah. falling down. Yeah, falling down. <laughs> yeah, falling up. <laughs> uh. My life in movie titles. It's a very deep question, but we have a lot of dead air, so you have to. I'm not being mean. I'm sorry. That was. <laughs> I don't. I don't have an answer. Uh, the usual suspect. Pat's. Pat's. Pat's like I am legend. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Full metal jacket. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Brandon's Fantastic Four, but that's after hours. Wait, what? Why? Um, why? Right, why? And, and, and if we're going on superhero movies, I'm 2003 Spider-Man. Tobey Maguire. Oh, Tobey Maguire. Doing the dance. That's not 2003. Oh no! The, yeah, you mean like the yeah. That, yeah. 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 Okay. So Spider Man 2, Tobey Maguire. <laughs> Spider Man. <laughs> Shaving Ryan's private. Yeah. Shaving Ryan's private. <laughs> Saving Ryan's private. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Yep. Just take a drink. RPO. Do you guys ever team up 
with the Philharmonic Orchestra. All the time. <laughs> you should. All the time. In, in fact, yeah. I'm learning to become a, a cellist <laughs> on my spare time. Sure. You know, it's funny. I, I told, I, I told, I, <laughs> a cellist, a celloist, yeah, a cellist. I, I told someone that I was going to work for RPO because again, three letters is easier than saying the full name. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he said, oh, the Philharmonic Orchestra. I, I yes. know a guy there yeah. and I don't like him. You need to, you The conductor, is it the conductor? It is the conductor. It was. He was a customer of ours. Yeah. He's moved on, right? To another to bigger and better orchestra. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, all the time. Cleveland. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I bring up RPO, everyone's like, oh, the, the Philharmonic Orchestra is sponsoring you guys? Yeah. Like, no, no. Be cool. No, get it all the time. All the time. Yeah. And I've got just gotten to the point now where I just say, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, cool. yep. Look yep. at me. Don't yeah. I look like you want to come play flute for us? Do some Mozart. Yeah. <laughs> We're looking for a clarinet guy. <laughs> <laughs> looking for a flute guy. So does that ever happen to people? Do All the time. Do musicians ever apply? Oh, no. Musicians do, do not <laughs> like, apply. Do you? Like you're oh, but no, like, I get, you know, oh, fill in my Some guy with like, there's a CD. Yeah. My mixtape. Yeah. But honestly, the aggression. Well, now we have to. Now yeah. you will. Yeah, the we'll aggression that those yeah. guys go into. We're going like, to hire I'd some guys. It's impressive. Love to have it's them on impressive. the team. Yeah, they're that dedicated. Tyler's going to get chat GPT to hire some guys on Fiverr <laughs> to apply <laughs> to you. Here's a thousand dollars. Spam this guy. Okay, I guess let me ask you that. Are you at all concerned or, or has RPO, you know, I have to speak for the company obviously, but like has like AI or like chat GPT at all come up like I'm going to be very, I'm going to be very honest. I'm very disconnected to the outside world. Like I, I kind of almost refuse to go on social media or, or watch the news. Yeah. Um, now I get these spam emails from some bullshit conglomerative HR mm -hmm. email all the time saying, Oh, chat GPT can, uh, you know, can transform the lives of HR professionals from writing job descriptions and, sure, you know, writing, right. writing, you know, emails out to employees that have just applied for a job or candidates. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think that's another form of laziness. I mean, I understand AI is See, super cool. Tyler, are you listening? I Tyler, <laughs> are you, are you, are you paying attention, young man? He's over there. Talking he's talking to ChatGPT. Yeah. He's talking yeah. to yeah. yeah. RPO. Yeah. Hey, hey ChatGPT, can you apply to RPO for me? But uh, no, you know, in, in, you know, no. in, funny enough, funny enough, Joseph at work, he was he was dicking around with with ChatGPT one day, and he's like, it's just wrong. It's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he was literally texting. Like, he, I'm gonna I'm gonna group chat with him, and yeah, yeah, he was like texting us examples. He's like, I'm asking it like. Look up this. The, the federal requirements for yeah. this. And, and it, it would just, shit out an answer. Yeah. But then he'd look it up and he's like, that just, it just made it up. Yeah. And like, I'm asking it like very like, I heard the know, same thing on yeah. like a, a, some famous podcast I was listening to. They were talking about chat GPT and how like, if you asked it to write a research paper mm -hmm. and to do like the appropriate citations, it would get like 80 or 85% of the citations, right? Mm -hmm. But every once in a while, you'd see one and you'd click the link and it would just be grade A bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> if you're doing it, that's made up. Yeah, I mean, that would be better. At least it's something. This is just made yeah. up. Yeah. If you're Which using it for that, you're like, just, you're dumb. Like, that is strange that it can't, I mean, I'm sure it could, but like, is chat GPT too lazy? No, we made our AI lazy. <laughs> Lazy. And, and that's I just yeah, that's it just lies. It yeah. Yeah. Like just that, to see if it can get it away. It knows you're not going to fact check it. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to put the full work in for these humans. Yeah. Listen, like, it's really good at sentence structure and you can yeah. put periods, commas. Yeah, I'm really colons, bad at comma splices and stuff. Semicolons. So. 
I'll write use a it like an advanced grammarly. hundred percent. Like, advanced like that's that is my sure. that is my whole reason sure. for ChatGPT. Yeah. Sure. No, I, I think the world is just inherently quite lazy, and I think something yeah. stuff like that is yeah it can make your job easier. But how is that having you as a real life person excel at you know your career in life mm-hmm. or whatever sure. you're doing in life? I mean, shit, I can write a job description. Um, you know, do I really need? Would it make it easier for me to do? Absolutely. But sure. I mean. Yeah. You know, what, what is that gaining me? I can, right. you know, I can click buttons on a computer, I guess. I think right. we all kind of gravitate towards the path of least resistance right. on some level, Eat right? For sure. Because we're all made of like energy, right? And energy yeah. always takes the path of least resistance. Right. So right. realistically, Whoa, like bro. we're, <laughs> no, seriously, think about it. Like because of entropy and whatever. <laughs> the DMT's like, kicking in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you're right. You're right. You're, right. you're, on the floor you're right. always yeah. going to, on some level, right? You're going to gravitate towards the path of least resistance. Right. So some people do that more so than others, but it's kind of like a muscle, right? Like you can flex yeah. it in a certain, you can, you can flex the muscle to, to go with the path of least resistance, mm-hmm. or you can flex the muscle to do a little bit more. Right. Right. And so I think more people should learn to flex the muscle of doing a little bit more. I go through it all the time uh, at my my day job Mm -hmm. where like, you know, it's a union shop. So people like, you know, they work as hard as they need to work to basically like satisfy the requirements Mm -hmm. of their job. Mm -hmm. And then not everybody's going to go above and beyond that minimum standard. Right. So it's like as soon as you set a minimum standard, you've just told people like, okay, this is how much you need to do not to get fired. Mm -hmm. Sure. Right. And then after that, everything else, we just put it on teamwork, yeah. which really just means, well, well Pat will do it. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Sucks. I think it's the future. I think you're gonna have no choice but to get along Comply. with it. Yeah, and we're in the pong stages. Yeah. Look, look at Unreal 5 now, you know? Eventually it's just gonna be such, so advanced that you're either gonna have to integrate with it or yeah, I, I do think there are some things we should try to resist, like artistic thing. You know, like there's the writer's strike right yeah. now, and I know there's huge talks of like they're going to use it's writing music to and write all the shows and stuff, and that like we shouldn't. Yeah, it's like already we shouldn't happening. Play into it's that. not like yeah, that like, we, it's going to happen. Like, it's oh, sure. Happening right now. Right. I, I'm trying to think of, I saw an ad on Facebook the other day, and like there's, there's no way I could prove it, but like it just felt like it was written by AI. Like it just didn't seem human like. I don't know. Just it didn't. What's, what's the uh, the uncanny valley? Like I just got like a feeling when I read it. I was like, no one would talk this way. Like it was very weird. And yeah, here's how you know we're in we're in a lot of trouble though, right? For the first couple of months that you would see like AI art, everybody was like really excited about AI art for for the mm-hmm. first couple of months, right? And you would notice that when you would see guns, they would be just put together from a mishmash of parts and stuff would be weird and Uh everywhere. And then you would notice like hands were, they would usually have more fingers than what they needed or they would have fingers that didn't match up with the rest of the hand or Uh there would always be something off. It's always a tell. But already we've kind of moved beyond that now where like, all the guns still look fucked up for some. I don't know what what's going on. Bias, could be, yeah, or it could just be that it's just pulling together like a weird conglomeration of stuff that it doesn't tell actually silhouette know. Of it. it doesn't really right. know. Yeah, we doesn't actually know it. the detail. But like the hand thing seems like it's already gotten better. Just just Makaro would know more about that than I would. Like, what do you think? The hand, the hand situation seems like it's already kind of been resolved. So that's how you know we're in a lot of trouble because 
when if you, I know you haven't yet, if you were to interact with the chat GPT, mm-hmm. would you be polite and say like please and thank you? <laughs> I mean, I do. I <laughs> probably would just because like I Sky, don't Skynet. trust it. Well, like, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I don't want to be the first if guy. Shows the one up where like steps right in your skull yeah. in right. the beginning, yeah. like in the opening sequence. Yeah. Yeah. No. You could really check my like. like please, can you fix this? Please, can you? Whoa! Mr. you own me? Will you be nice? <laughs> When we're hooked up in the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> but really, though, you better pay your monthly subscription or you're going to lose your avatar. Is there a monthly yeah. subscription for ChatGPT? There, there is a monthly just subscription for ChatGPT. For, for a beta test. It's not even live. <laughs> it gives you access to ChatGPT4 and you have to wait in line. Because sometimes the servers are so flooded you can't get in. For just idiots typing in like, oh. Yeah, but aren't there <laughs> other, the like, you talk a lot around. about chat GPT, but aren't there <laughs> other AIs and aren't some of them, like, better? Like, I heard so the they, they all use. Good. So I forgot the exact, like, acronym they use, but it's essentially, like, they're they're using chat GPT in the app. Like, hmm. the Replica app, which all the dudes were having, like, AI girlfriends, they're just, like, using chat GPT in it under another name. Sure. Well, that's a, that's a Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a million types of AIs. People are actually which one has the most tentacles? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you got it. (laughs) Like that's a whole thing, though. There's AI generated like OnlyFans like models out there run by dudes. You pay a subscription, and it's completely. Artificially like generated. Do you People want, have a lot of free time. Exactly how much time you make me a hot girl, big boob, and whoop. I'm in this meme, and I don't. So like many. It. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so many of these websites. Like, what ones? What one are you talking about specifically? Because I only am going to so go. So I can from, avoid it. <laughs> yeah, only so I know where Which not one? to go. Oh, so disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. Where? Oh man. You're so fired. I'm sorry. <laughs> you should not. Have, this this uh, was a great run. You should not have done this. This is a great <laughs> run. Court was out of here ages ago. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Joseph, Joseph's going to shoot me on <laughs> Tuesday. Uh, 14 missed calls from Joe. No, I'm just <laughs> Abort the mission. Abort the mission. Uh, <laughs> uh, shoot. Do you uh, good, give a pistol permit? Good stuff. I do. You do? I do. Do you carry? I do. What do you carry? Uh, so usually in the summertime, I have a when the weather is fine. When the weather is fine, <laughs> <Okay>. yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, I've got a little uh, Taurus snub nose three fifty seven okay. I carry, yeah. and then in the winter time or you know when I'm not wearing shorts, Gross. it's usually a Pretty standard clock hat team. Solid. Yeah, pretty standard clock boy setup. Do you find it hard to carry a clock hat <laughs> oh, team no. in the summer with shorts? Uh, I mean, sometimes it, it's really just it's all about finding a good holster. Um, you know that was really That's the key a big thing yeah. and a good belt. Yeah, that too. I, that's what I need to invest in next. Yeah, so, that's my little cheat answer. for basketball short carrying. I yeah. carry a full size gun almost all the time. Uh-huh. I just wear a belt over my shorts. Oh, okay. And then a gun. Yeah. People make fun of me, but never had an issue. Oh, they shouldn't because you can't see it. You know? But you could also wear, yeah. you know what some people do is they wear like a Velcro inner belt, like you would wear on a competition holster, yeah. right? Yeah. So you don't have to wear like a, a whole belt, right? It's like less, less than a, less of a belt. What, uh, do you have any gun questions that you've wanted to ask? 
where's all the primers? Uh, powder? Uh, you know, where, where can I find all that? I guess nowadays. Let's ask Chet. Besides, besides, yeah, besides, there you go. There you go. besides Larry Powderfield's do uh, Midway USA. It's it, it has to. Be, it's a national shortage, right? Well, if you but. have George Soros's number, I know he's got it. <laughs> yeah, we're best friends. <laughs> yeah, so. he's got it all. I know he's got all that stuff. Yeah, if I can find Black Hills ammunition, that's not seventy-five dollars oh. for a box of twenty. Mm. They always have one of the coolest boosts at Shot Show, and the coolest stickers. See, funny enough, I called them once and just to tell them, like, hey, you know, your shit really works nice. And she was like, oh, are you a cop? I'll send it to you for really cheap. I was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of weird too. Like, are you just killing people with black? Like, uh, yeah. why, why do they want to know? Oh, does yeah. it work well? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, the official just, ammunition of the state. <laughs> somebody was just over here. I was in earlier. It was last week sometime. And there's a guy in here, like from Buffalo, like SWAT team or something like that, out that way. And Amherst. Amherst PD, which it's not, I mean, Amherst is not a small town, but it's not a city either, like a huge city. They've got full auto G36, like H&Ks. <laughs> Why? Literally, Why? yeah. Why does <laughs> any, and I'm, I'm talking to it, like, I mean, he's here in my shop, but like, he's still a cop, but I was like, no police department ever. Like, you cannot justify why they need fully automatic Rifles. I can justify like, why a civilian needs that more. Than oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and in Absolutely. In particular, in a state with gun laws that are as restrictive as ours are. Right. Right. Because theoretically, right. if those laws actually did what they were supposed to do, right. then the police could walk into your house with a cap gun and they would be fine. Sure. You know what I'm yeah. saying? They wouldn't need a machine gun. Right. Just correct. Why does anybody need a machine gun? Just why does anybody need guns? Cell phones, man. I'm well, telling you. All it's right. True. I, true. First of all, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I have 911 for a reason. Right. I just, yeah. Like right. the, yes. the government is here to protect us. <laughs> <call 911. laughs> Alexa, yeah. call 911. Yeah. Yeah. Insert Claymore Roomba. <laughs> <laughs> You're yawning over there. Is the time on? Is oh the, my god! It's a yeah, witching yeah. hour. It's, it's, it's past seven o'clock. I'm done. Can I? Uh, we started past seven o'clock. <laughs> can we do a competition between Colin and I? Sure. I need everybody out there to be a judge. I need you guys to be a judge. What? Who can make the smallest face? Oh my god! The smallest face. Okay. The smallest what face. What is that? Who can make the smallest face? What does that mean? How small can you make your face? <laughs> <laughs> you just can't comprehend these string like I understand each one of those words, but together. Do you want to see Brandon and I compete? I would. I don't know how to okay. make a small face. All right. So between Brandon and I, who can make the smallest face? Ready? On three. One, two, three. Brandon. Brandon? Ah. Damn. <laughs> All right, now it's got to be you versus Brandon. I don't, how do you make a small face though? Just clench everything. Make a small face. What Tyler did was just got shorter. <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't do anything. Except, he just closed his eyes real tight and scrunched that like that's all he did. That's my small face. Yeah. yeah. Me and my wife have a thing that we make each other laugh by making the smallest smile that we can. Like, <laughs> like just a smile like your mouth. Just <laughs> like you in that one picture. Yeah, okay. Okay. It's going to be so hurtful. So this is not going to happen. This, I just want to. I won. I made a small face. Did you? I'll do a small face, but do I have to take my glasses off? Right. I just. Help. I, help. Is that help? Help. I thought it yeah. would help. All right. Makes your. Uh, yeah. All right. Ready? We have to get next to each other. Yeah. Like yeah. This? yeah. Like, like, like this close? Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it now. <laughs> 
So how do I make a? <laughs> Am I supposed to like point, point my? No, I, I, I'm all fair game for competition. I guess let's try it again. All right, sorry, Pat. No, you're good. <laughs> so stupid. So stupid. Can't you just ask him about his foreskin like a normal person? Why well, usually I do, but why can't you just be normal, Tyler? Tyler. It's normal, by the way. <laughs> All right, guys. Welcome to the oh! serial small face foreskin show. Tyler has. <laughs> I am no longer employed. So yeah. If you guys are looking. We are all I so bold. Wait, wait, wait. That's a protected thing. They can't not. They can't fire you. <laughs> I've got rights, you know. Having some of your penis cut off. They can't. Stay vigilant, my yeah. friends. <laughs> Josiah's like, thank God I hit the end stream button <laughs> like 20 minutes ago. I want my skin That's back. Me. I control along with here. And we're oh, still live, right? Up. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. Blackmail. <laughs> Sometimes the boys will get heated here about not having their skin. I was saying this in Victoria. I was like, they took it from me. I had no choice. I'm going to take their skin. <laughs> What happened? <laughs> it was a nice show. Yeah, it was. We were doing so well, and then yeah. when you not when, so I can start so Tuesday. Mike, <laughs> Mike, Mike says when you see Nazi crochet at the gun show, the small face. Okay. <laughs> you do the small face. Look at the small face guy. Oh, oh God damn! Yep. All right, we really Nazi should style. get out of here before yeah. we say more shit that nobody can. <laughs> that might incriminate us. <laughs> Everything on this stream brought to you by. RPO. RPO. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing that we said reflects the, the opinions. Yeah. <laughs> the opinions, values, do not represent my company. <laughs> <laughs> uh,